This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. A good Erev Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. As we've been dedicating our Shurim for a schos before Shalem, for Shabbos, even Pesha Rachel. Mr. Shem, we should have him back soon, back in shul, and back in our community, doing what he loves to do, helping Klal Yisrael. This week's double parshas, we have both parshas Chukas and parshas Balak, and we find in parshas Balak where Bilam tries desperately to come up with a way to curse the Jewish people, and unfortunately, we all know the story, it turns out to be more Klala, more Brach, excuse me, then Klola Hashem does not allow him to curse the Jewish people. But something that perhaps goes overlooked in this week's parasha is the end of the parasha. When Ben Bilam is reflecting on his life, he makes an interesting observation. He refers to what's known as the Keni. He says, Vayaris HaKeni. And Rashi explains to us what is he referring to. He's referring back to his old friend Yisrael. We know that Bilam and Yisrael go ways back. They were invited to that famous meeting in the beginning of Sefer Shemais, how to deal with the Jewish problem. Pari brought Eov and Yisroi and Bilam. They were all at that meeting, so they knew each other from ways back. And now Bilam is looking back on history, and Bilam is saying to himself, I don't understand. Rashi quotes of him here, he says, Bilam asks, I don't understand, my old pal Yisroi. He was there with me at that meeting of how to deal with the Jewish problem. He was no lover of the Jewish people. And yet we look now and we see what is special about Yisrael, so the Gemara tells us in Masech HaSaita Dafir Aleph, what was special about Yisrael is that his grandchildren, Nebon of his grandchildren, were Zaychit to sit in the Lishka Sagozis. So Bilam is reflecting, he's saying, I don't understand, how could this happen? What did he do that I didn't do? What did he merit that I didn't merit? And that's what he's reflecting in this week's parasha. So Abel Yobar Finkel points out the obvious question. What type of, what was Bilam thinking? He thinks he lived the exact same life as Yisroi. Yisroi, we know, started off perhaps now a great lover of the Jewish people, but over time became an essential part of Klai Yisrael almost. To the point that he was zaychet to have grandchildren and grandchildren that are going to sit in the Lishkas Agazis. And on a side note, interesting, Rebel Yobar Finkel points out, if I had to say Yisroi's greatest claim, I would have said it's his son-in-law's. It's Moshe, and his other son-in-law was Elazar, the son of Aaron why does the Gemara say his greatest claim to fame is what his grandchildren did? His great-grandchildren did. Why isn't his claim to fame who his son-in-laws are? And Leo Bar Finkel writes something so important. He says, although it's great and amazing to have special son-in-laws, and everyone should be zarechit to have wonderful son-in-laws, but it's not the same as having nachas from the actual great-grandchildren. Because your great-grandchildren, they're part of you. That's the beauty of being a grandparent and a great-grandparent. You take pride in your ch- grandchildren and your great-grandchildren and many, many dairies. Although son-in-laws are great, and with great son-in-laws you can produce great grand, amazing grandchildren, but says the Gemara in sight that Yisrael's claim to fame was not his son-in-laws, but rather Yisrael's claim to fame was his grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Says the Yabar Finkel, it's a no-brainer why Bilam didn't turn out to be much, and Yisrael did. What was Bilam's question? And he explains, you know what bothered Bilam? Bilam said, I don't get it. Me and Yisrael were at the same place. We were at that same table, we were at that same meeting, we were both there. We both hated the Jews. And that's why we showed up to the meeting. How is it that he has great-grandchildren sitting in Lishkas Agazis? What Bilam couldn't understand was how do you change so drastically? How do you go from one extreme to another extreme? First you hate the Jews and now all of a sudden you become part of them. That's what he couldn't understand. He couldn't understand how a person has such an unbelievable transformation. 
And the answer is, the Torah is reminding us that we all have the opportunity and the potential to change if we choose to. How many of us can look back at our child and remember friends of ours who remember them as kids? They seem to, they're not going to amount to anything. When they were kids and they were younger, they were playing around, they were not taking things seriously. Then you meet them and they're older, they're successful. Some of them are very wealthy, built beautiful families. What, what, what happened? The answer is they grew up, they matured, they saw the light. What Yisra couldn't, what, what Bilam couldn't understand was how can he, how can Bilam and Yisra be at the same starting point? And yet, when at the end of the line, it's so drastically different. And the Torah is reminding us that we are not bound by anything we've done in the past. We can change if we have a will and a desire. We can change anything and have a total different future for ourselves and for our families. But I'd like to suggest another answer to Bilam's question. Bilam couldn't understand how Taka did Yisri get his life together and I'm still here. I heard B'Shem of Yaakov Kamenetsky, I didn't find it in a sefer, but I heard it quoted in the name of him, that Yaakov Kamenetsky points out, what is the difference between Bilam and Yisrael? They both started off together at that meeting about the Jewish problem, so to say, and Bilam became nothing of nothing, even though Bilam had such potential. He was a navi of the caliber of Moshe Rabbeinu, yet nothing becomes of his. Yisrael becomes someone who starts off with nothing and becomes great. He becomes so amazing that his son, Moshe, is begging him to stay. How often do you find a situation where the son of law begs his father, please, come with us there to Israel, we need you in the desert, don't leave us. So if Yaakov Kamenetsky said the difference between the two of them was Bilam always had an ayin toiva. He was never happy, he was always a kafri toiv, he never was sefridin, he was never happy with what he had. And that's why he hits his donkey in the parasha, because he's so frustrated, even though his donkey was a loyal, trustworthy donkey for all these years, the moment he doesn't get his way, all of a sudden he gets mad and he gets upset. But let's look at Yisrael's life. Yisrael, when he comes to the meeting of how to deal with the Jewish people, what was his response? Yisrael couldn't stand and watch the Jewish people be punished. Not because Yisrael loved the Jewish people. But Yisrael had a sense of gratitude. And Yisrael's logic was the Jewish people saved Egypt. Remember, remember Yosef, he saved the entire economy. Hakaris Hatoy dictates that we can't harm the Jewish people. Yisrael lived his entire life with a sense of Hakaris Hatoy. We find a similar idea when Yisrael, in the beginning of Parashat Shemois, when Moshe Rabbeinu helps his future wife at the well and the girls come home earlier, and Yisrael says, why are you home earlier? So they say, oh yeah, some random guy, some no-name guy helped us at the river. And what was Yisrael's response? Bring him over. Invite him to the house. Most of us wouldn't invite strangers or even fugitives to our home because they did a favor. But Yisrael lived with a different mindset. Yisrael's mindset was a curse of Someone does you a favor, you recognize, you appreciate. If you live your life with that vision... Then you can do great things. Then you talk to Moshe Rabbeinu and Allah is a son-in-law and great-grandchildren that are saying the Lishkas HaGazes. Even though you started from nothing. Even though you might have even started as an anti-Semite. Very, very distant from religion. Mashenki and Abilam had all the things going from Alamailas, as we say. Everything going for him. He had Nevuah, he had Chachma, he had wealth, but he couldn't get past his stubborn ayin, toy, ayin ro, everything was negative. Everything was terrible. Nothing was, was good. A person lives a life like that will never see good. And Nebuch won't see real pleasure. And that's what the Torah is reminding us in this week's parish, the contrast between perhaps two of the most famous non-Jews who make up, who are found in the Chamish Yichum is Yisrael and Bilam. Look where they started, same point. Look where they ended, a different world. Yisrael left a beautiful legacy of grandchildren sitting in the Lishka Sagozis, while Bilam left nothing. He goes down in history as a mushchis, as a disgusting, 
abominable person. Such a Musar Haskell, we all have to remember, no matter what we start off with, no matter what t- skills and talent we have, if we have the drive, if we have the desire to become great, we can become great. We are not bound by anyone. We are not controlled by anyone. If we have that desire and will to accomplish, we could accomplish. And more than that, if we have that positive outlook on life, to always be grateful and thankful to all that we have. Focus on what we have, not on what we don't have. Be grateful and appreciative to those around us. Then we can really accomplish great things. And Hashem, we should be zaycha to take out of this week's parasha the Yisrael and not the Bilam. Let's live a life of Yisrael. We should be zaycha just like Yisrael to have wonderful great-grandchildren, grandchildren, son-in-law, sons, wonderful Yiddish and Nachas. We should all be zaycha to see wonderful Nachas for our families and for all of Klai Yisrael. Have a wonderful Shabbos.